Um, tonight I want to um, talk about uh, daily things. And um, somebody said that so much in life what we do is daily. So much in life what we do is daily. And if you think about it, life consists, life happens on a daily basis. Life doesn't happen in the past. That's not life. The past is the past. Life is not what's coming. It's not the future. Life is what's happening today. Life happens daily. Sometimes I know we get distracted by what's going on in our past. Sometimes we get hung up on the past. We can't get loose of the past because we're, we're worried about what we said or what happened or or how we were hurt, or how we were offended, and we carry the past. Sometimes people carry the past around for all of their life. There are there are there are groups of people in the in our country who are who are still carrying the past around from 200 years ago, and that's that just doesn't work. The past is the past. We need to live our lives today. But other people, they're worried about the future. They're they're constantly thinking about what's happening what am I going my next big purchase my next big big event that's going to happen in my life and they're they're constantly thinking about what's coming in the future and they're so caught up and so consumed with the future they forget to live today and so tonight I'm talking about what's happening right now today and it's not the past and it's not the future it's what we're doing right now we don't want to get consumed with anything else right now. doesn't mean we don't prepare for the future. Of course, we're wise and we, we plan and prepare and save and do things like that for the future. But we're not constantly just looking for what's fixing to take place. We're living our life today. Life is about the daily. It's about moments. I, I listened to a book on my Audible a few months ago called The Power of Moments. And my wife was telling me she was working... I think here at the church and was listening to it the other day. And so we were talking about that. So if you like books, if you're a reader, that's a good book, The Power of Moments. And uh, a lot of good stuff in there. But I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 6 with me, if you would, please. To the Lord's Prayer, what we often call the Lord's Prayer. It's more appropriately should be the disciples' prayer because Jesus is actually teaching the disciples a pattern to pray. In Matthew chapter 6, and I'm going to begin at verse number 9. This is part of the, the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus said this in Matthew 6 and 9. He said, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And then notice verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so here we have the disciples' prayer, and Jesus makes this statement in verse number 11. Give us this day our daily bread. He used the word daily because living for the Lord is a daily thing. It's not a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. It's not a Wednesday night thing, it's every day. It's daily walk, it's daily relationship, it's daily renewal, replenishment. It's, it's renewing our spiritual resources on a daily basis. So Jesus tells his disciples, when you pray, pray to this effect. Pray that the Lord would give you daily bread, that he would give you daily provision. And then Acts chapter 2, 
verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly. Someone say continued. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. Verse 46, Acts 2, 46. They continuing daily. There's that word again. They continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. So it wasn't just Jesus teaching his disciples, but they adopted what he told them to do, and they made this relationship a daily thing. They continued. It wasn't just just on the Sabbath day, but they prayed daily. They fellowshiped daily. They were together on a daily basis. So there's something very important about living for the Lord every day because the, the fact of the matter is, is that Sunday is not enough. Wednesday's not enough. Living for the Lord requires us to pursue Him, to go after Him every day. Um, living for God is not just something we do on scheduled church days or when we attend church. And and I, I'm a strong advocate. I believe it's extremely important that people come to church, that they do not forsake this, this assembling of themselves or ourselves together, especially the closer we get to the coming of the Lord. People need to be more diligent to get to church than ever before. It's becoming easier and easier for people to find all kinds of reasons, excuses. Well, I don't want to go because of this, or I can't go because of this. But people need to ramp up their efforts and get to the house of the Lord. Amen? And I appreciate you being here tonight. Um, it's very important to come to church. However, there are more than just two days on our calendar week that we need to connect ourselves to God. The apostles prayed daily. They walked with God daily. If, if I were a, a bear, a big black bear, and probably about this time of the year, I would start eating a bunch of food. I would start filling up with all kinds of uh, proteins and nutrients because here in a few weeks, I'm going to crawl in a cave and I'm going to hibernate. And so I would, if I were a bear or if you were a bear, you'd be eating all this stuff and you would be filling and gorging, just filling your body with as much fat as possible because you know there's going to come a time when you're going to go to sleep for, I don't know how long a bear hibernates, weeks, months, but you're going to crawl in that, that cave and you're just going to sleep and you're going to rest and basically your body's going to shut down. Um, you know, you're, nothing's happening there. To, to put it kindly, put it nicely. When a bear hibernates, nothing's happening. <laughs> They're just lying there. And, and they can do that because they have stored up all this energy. They've eaten all this food, and they have built it up for this, this time when they're not going to do anything. And so they can go a long time without eating anything. If, if, if I were a camel, <laughs> if I were a, a two-humped camel, and... I could drink gallons and gallons and gallons of water and I could set out across the desert and I could go days without drinking more water. I could store it up and I could survive without ever replenishing for days on hand. But God didn't make human people like camels and God didn't make human people like bears. Our bodies work differently. We work on these rhythms. You know, we have to rest every day. You know, people are getting really crazy when they don't sleep. Um, 
you ever been around somebody that's been up for 24 hours and they're, they're goofy, laughing, giggly, or people who, who haven't been to sleep in 36 hours or 48 hours, they lose their mind. That's because their body was not built for that. Um, people who don't get enough sleep, they're sleep deprived, they don't think right. Um, because our body, we have to feed our bodies. We have to drink water every day. We have to feed our bodies um, the right kinds of foods so we can operate in these rhythms and think right and rest. And when we go to sleep, they tell me that um, our bodies are emptying toxins of some kind. And when we wake up, we're refreshed. And, and you know, our bodies go through these cycles. But you think about that on a spiritual level, the same kind of same kind of activity has to take place. We can't, just, we can't just go to church on Sunday and build up this big reservoir of, of spiritual nutrients and then just, just kind of just coast through the week and hope that, hope that what we got, hap, what happened on Sunday is going to maintain us through the rest of the week. But we go back to the well and we get another drink. Monday morning comes along, we pull our Bibles out and we say, God, give me this day our daily, my daily bread. Feed me, Lord strengthen my soul, strengthen my heart. We spend time in prayer. What are we doing? We are replenishing. We're getting some new strength for the day because Sunday's gone, but we got to deal with Monday. Living is daily. What we do, we live on a daily, we don't live off the past necessarily, but we live on a daily basis. And, and so we need that spiritual nutrients day by day, that daily renewal. The scripture says the outward man is perishing, but the inward man is renewed day by day. Amen. It's very important that we spend time before the Lord on a daily basis. When God brought his people out of Egypt, the Israelites, he began to give them manna on a daily basis. He said, this is what you need to eat every day until you get to the promised land. When you get to the promised land, there will be... You'll be drinking from wells that you didn't dig and eating from trees and vineyards that you didn't plant. But for now, here's manna every day. And the Lord tells us today, here's, you need a regular time with Him. You need to spend time with Him. You need to wake up in the morning or you need to spend time with Him before you go to bed. And, and let the Lord replenish that and strengthen us in a spiritual, in a spiritual way. Um, I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago in our life class, but Rick Warren, he has this... this I don't know what you even call it. He has this statement he kind of lives by. Rick Warren's a pastor of Saddleback Church in, in California. But he, he says, um, as far as ministry and life, he says, I divert daily, I withdraw weekly, and I abandon annually. Every day, I divert. Every day, I stop. I stop and I, and I spend time in God's Word. I spend time meditating and praying on a daily basis. And he said, every week, I withdraw weekly. That means I stop working for a week. God never intended people to work seven days a week. See, when God's people were in Egypt, they worked all the time. But when they came out of Egypt, he said, here's the Ten Commandments, here's the law. He said, he said keep the Sabbath. It's holy unto the Lord. Well, sometimes people, especially in the New Testament, they, they, they get in their mind, oh, that's, that's Old Testament, that's the law, that doesn't apply to me. You know, they'll hold to the other commandments. They'll say you shouldn't steal, shouldn't, shouldn't kill, 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 shouldn't steal, couldn't kill, whatever. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I said, but... Um, they'll say, you know, they'll hold to the other commandments, but when it comes to the Sabbath, people think it's okay to work all the time. I'm going to tell you, that is, that's, God did not create people to work seven days a week. He, he created us, and he put in his, in his word, his law, and you can find the principle of the Sabbath throughout Scripture. It's not just an Old Testament thing. 
Sabbath rest. God wants his people to withdraw every week. Spend time in his house with his people. I'm going to replenish. That's what that's for. But you notice, if you, you'll notice if people who work all the time, all the time, they, they're wearing down spiritually because they're not withdrawing. They're not spending the time they need to do to be with the Lord. Um, somebody said if we're too busy to pray, we're too busy. And I believe that. You ever seen somebody who's physically malnourished? People who don't eat? Um, you've seen the effects on their body. Um, you know, physically, they're, they're, uh, you, can, you, can, you can tell their, their faces showing the signs. Um, I think there are too many people who are malnourished spiritually. There are too many people that their spiritual man is dying. They may be fine physically, but their spiritual man is dying because of neglect. They're not taking the time they need to, to fill that tank back up. There are people that maybe you know, maybe you've come across, there are people who think they kind of have adopted a mindset that, well, if I can just make it to camp meeting, if I can just make it to, to NAYC, I'm going to be all right. You know, it, what, what do they call it, an OYC, youth convention? Youth convention, if I, if I can just make it to youth camp or I can make it to OYC or HYC, I'll be all right. And sometimes people adopt the mindset, well, if I can just make it to Sunday or the next revival, I'll get, I'll get on fire for God again. When, when, the, when, the, when the great event happens, I'll, I'll go and I'll get, I'll get recharged and revitalized. And I, I would never, I, I'm not trying to put any of those big events down, camp meeting, conferences, revivals, I believe in them all. And I think, again, I think we need to be involved and we need to go to everything we can be involved in. I think we need to, as a church, as people, we need to go to as much as possible. Amen. I think we need to be involved in what God is doing. We need to go to camps and if possible, we need to go, we need to go to revivals. We need to be involved. But what I'm trying to tell us tonight is that, is that revivals, camp meetings, conferences, NAYC, all of those things were never intended to replace a daily walk with the Lord. And, and what I'm talking about here showed up very, very prevalent last year. Because when events and conferences and camps started getting canceled, youth camps and, and camp meeting... NAYC, all those events started getting canceled. You saw the effect on people. You saw, I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody. I, I wouldn't do that. But what we saw is we saw people who lived from event to event, from conference to conference to camp to camp to revival to rival, when all of a sudden there was no conference or there was no camp meeting or there was no NAYC, all of a sudden they don't know, they don't know what direction they're going spiritually. And that, that, was, that, was, that was a result of is because there was no daily walk in relationship with the Lord. They lost their, their north star, so to speak. They lost the direction that they needed to go because they were so reliant upon those events. And the Lord says, when you pray, pray, give us this day our daily bread. 
It's to avail ourselves before the Lord today so He can replenish. And then when COVID happens, and then when uh, rough times come and we can't go to church or we can't meet regularly, then we keep walking for the Lord. We keep living for the Lord. Amen. And when we do have camp and when we do have conferences and all that stuff, we rejoice and we're excited. There have been times the Lord has spoken very plainly, very directly to me in those types of events. But the Lord has also spoken to me and strengthened me when I prayed in the morning and when I read the word of the Lord in the morning. Because life is lived daily. And when we live life daily, we have the opportunity to grow daily. Daily growth needs to be a priority, not an afterthought. We need today's bread. Amen. We need fresh bread today. We need provision for today. We need strength today. Amen. We need to live for the weeping. May, the Bible says weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I need joy today. Amen. So it's, it's, it's availing ourselves before the Lord. And this verse here in Matthew chapter 6 that we read, it's a call for daily provision to be renewed day by day. And sometimes we have to change our focus from a Sunday renewal to a daily renewal. There was a football coach um, years ago, Green Bay Packers, Vince Lombardi. He's a great football coach. They won the first Super Bowl. And in fact, now everybody who wins a Super Bowl, when they get the trophy, that trophy's called the Lombardi Award or (laughs) the Lombardi Trophy because they named it after him. He was a great coach, and he, he hated to lose. But he taught his team fundamentals. He, he, he taught them the basics. You know, if, if you know anything about football, there's 11 people on offense, 11 people on defense, and they, they've all got their unique responsibilities, and they're running all over the field, and they're doing their job. And they're, but what it comes right down to is the basics. And when this team would lose, when the Green Bay Packers would lose, Vince Lombardi was known to, to gather his team together, and he would take a football, and he would say, gentlemen, he was mad because they lost, but he would say, gentlemen, this is a football. And he would start over with the basics, and he said, this is how you tackle. This is how you block. And he tried to teach this team, if you don't tackle, we're going to lose every time. If you don't block, it's the basics. He said, if you don't block, they're going to tackle us. We're never going to score. And he, he emphasized the fundamentals of the sport. And, and, you know, when it comes to living for the Lord and walking with the Lord, we never forget the fundamentals. I mean, we're, we're a great church family. We've got people doing different things. We got, I, I'm so grateful we're a multi-generational church. We have people of all ages in our church, and we got people doing different things and reaching different people. And we're all kind of, we all have our own work and our own ministry, our own calling. But in spite of all that, just because we're doing our work for the Lord does not mean we're supposed to leave the fundamentals. We still pray, we still read the Bible, we still fast. We say, Well, I've been serving the Lord for such and such years, I've read the Bible through this many times. Um, I, I've done this for the Lord. Even though we've done all that in the past, we don't walk away from it. It's, it's the basics. That's what, that's what propels us to continue to grow, is instilling and holding on to the basics. Prayer and reading the Bible and fasting, it's a daily consecration. 
because I would tell us tonight that the, the moment that we begin to neglect our daily walk with the Lord is the moment we start to decline. The day that we say, well, I don't need to pray today, that's when we start our decline. I, I don't need the Bible. I, I'm, I'm self-sufficient. I read enough yesterday. But when we adopt the mindset that I don't need this, I don't need to do this today, we start our shriveling. We start our malnourishment. We need daily bread. So what does daily look like? What does daily look like? Well, I would tell us that uh, your daily walk with the Lord probably looks different than mine, and mine probably looks different than yours. Because some of you may pray in the morning, and some of you may pray at night. Some of you may pray in the noontime, I don't know. Some people might pray morning, noon, and night. The psalmist said, morning, noon, and night, I'll call on the Lord, I'll pray, I'll call on His name, morning, noon, and night. So, daily, I'm, I'm not going to stand up here as a pastor and say, you, you have to pray at 5 o'clock in the morning. Because there's some people, it wouldn't matter if they got up at 5 o'clock in the morning. They're not, gonna, <laughs> they're not worth anything at 5 o'clock in the morning. And there are other people, they're not worth anything past 8 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock. It's 8.30 and some of you, you're not worth anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But some people are good at night some people whatever works for you the point is daily and and to adopt this this mindset well I can do without um, that's a dangerous that's a dangerous territory that's a dangerous road to walk down that to think that well I can do life without God and when we don't pray when people don't pray when people just when people just push the scripture aside what they're saying is God I can do this without you I really don't need your wisdom today Lord I can do it without you John 15 and 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. And then notice what Jesus said. For without me, you can do nothing. There is no growth, there is no fruit, if there's no abiding in Christ. But I would tell you tonight that just because we pray every day and just because we read the scripture every day doesn't mean we're not going to have problems. Anybody got problems here tonight? Got a problem? I got a problem. I'll share my problem. I got lots of problems. We got problems. But just because we pray every day doesn't mean all my problems go away. And, and, I, and, I, and I think sometimes people may have that misconception that, well, if I, just, if I just pray hard enough or if I, if I pray long enough, my problems are going to go away. They don't. They, they really don't. But I can promise people this. If you pray every day and you read the Scripture every day, God's going to help you through your problems every day. Your problems are still going to be there. Some of them. Some of them we're going to work through and some of them are going to go away eventually. But... You know, as long as we're in flesh and as long as we're dealing with human humanity, we're going we're gonna to face issues, we're going to face problems, trials, valleys, challenges. But prayer enables us to go through those times. So I would encourage you tonight, create daily habits. If you don't already, create daily habits. Create disciplines. Don't just take out a piece of paper 
tomorrow and write down pray, read Bible, clean house, wash the car, whatever. And then when you do it, check it off. Don't, don't just do this to do it. Don't just pray to say you prayed. And don't just read the Bible to say you read the, read the Bible. But pray to grow. And read the scripture to flourish, to be strengthened. Sometimes, and, and I, know, I know as Pentecostals, as apostolic people, sometimes we emphasize doing, doing, do, do this, do this, do this. When we really need to be emphasized being, be this, be a, become, we need to become people. We don't just need to do things, we need to become people. Amen. God's not just say, okay, read the scripture so you can check off the box and check it off your to-do list. He said, read the Bible, read the scripture so you can change, so you can be transformed, so you become something. Amen. Daily disciplines, walking with the Lord is about what we do to become. And we're growing, we're getting closer to the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image. And I like the word changed in that verse because we're changed. We're not staying the same. I'm not just a person who's going through my, and I, I'm a list person. I have, I, on, my, on my iPad, on my phone, I have this deal. It's, a, it's got four quadrants, and I... I have my daily list that I want to accomplish, things I want to list. I've got things that are coming up or things that I'm working on in, my, in, my, in the other quadrant. And down below, I have a couple of quadrants for projects. And I move things around. And a lot of times at night or first thing in the morning, you know, I'm, I'm setting up my to-do list. I, I just I, I function better if I have a list. And when people, when people, um, certain people say, hey, would you do this today? I have to write it down I have to, because I'll forget, but I work off a list. But life is not just about accomplishing a list. Life is about propelling and growing and, and becoming closer to the Lord and being changed into His image. Amen. The, the, Lord, has, the Lord has pushed me lately. The, the Lord has, has been, um, I don't know the right word, the Lord has been compelling me to to be more intentional, to seek Him, to pray. Uh, pray for revival. Pray for personal revival. I need revival. I'll, I'll just tell you, I need revival. And so the Lord has been telling, Derek, you need revival. And so I've been, I've been trying to take some steps um, in my own personal life to, to, to move toward that, to spend time, more time with the Lord. And just this past weekend, I felt like the Lord impressed upon me that that Derek if you'll have revival you can have revival in your home Derek if you'll have revival in your home you can have revival in your church see sometimes we want revival in our church we want red hot church and then we we come to church and it's just dead it's quiet it's dry and then we scratch our head we're disappointed why, why don't we have a good church the Lord kind of let me know, you need personal revival so you can have revival in your home. And you have revival in your home, you can have revival in your church. We don't just show up to church and expect a great move of God if we have not taken care of the fundamentals, the basics, and we are walking with the Lord on a daily basis. And the Lord began to push this back into my spirit over the weekend and let me know that you want revival in your church. 
And if you have revival in your church, you can have revival in your community, in your city. I want revival in Shakota. And, and, I, and I believe with all of my heart, this is not preacher talk, this is not pastor. I believe with all of my heart that this church, New Life United Pentecostal Church, has an opportunity to have a huge impact on our community. I believe that. People filled with the Holy Ghost, people who are preaching the truth, have an opportunity to see many people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But it, it does not start with just showing up and expecting this great grand move of God. But the Lord's saying, it starts right here. And so we have to be intentional. We, we need to be praying at home. We need to stop with the excuses. I'm not, I'm not railing on you folks. I love you folks. And I appreciate you being here on a Wednesday night. But we have, to, we have to stop making excuses why we can't pray at home. Well, I've just got this going and I've got to go here. Just, just stop it. Realign your priorities and say, I'm going to seek God. I am going to be intentional. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to be renewed day by day. And so, God, give us this day our daily bread. Daily. You know, when you go in the military, I haven't been in the military, but, you know, when you go in the military, you go to basic training, and, and you gentlemen, you can correct me if I'm, I'm not right here, but you go into, into basic training, and they, teach, they get you in shape, and you run, and you do your calisthenics, and you, you get in shape, and they teach you the basics. They teach you things, and then you go into your military career. They send you off, and you go to this area, and you learn this new skill. But once you go out in the military and you go to this place or go to that place, they send you and deploy you and put you here and there. You don't forget everything you did in basic training. You, you, you hold on to that understanding. You still have to exercise. You still have to keep yourself in shape. The, the things that they did in basic training, you don't leave all that behind. You don't leave the fundamentals behind. And ladies and gentlemen, just because we're many years into our walk with the Lord, we're far along, farther along than we were in the past. Doesn't mean we need to quit praying. We need to be praying, folks, and we need to be in the Word of God. Amen. God's doing great things, and God is going to do great things. Amen. But we need Jesus. I need Jesus, and in our in our homes, we need the Lord to be. We need Him to be dominant. We need Him to be preeminent in our homes. Amen. And I thank the Lord. He is doing a work in our midst. Praise the Lord. Every day, every day we are pursuing God. Amen. Stand with me if you would, please. I'm, I'm a little bit over. November 24th.